Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I'll be talking with you all about are you seeking God? So I've personally been just feeling led by this Holy Spirit to seek God even more. And when I say the word seek, many times we think that as long as we open up our Bibles, as long as we're praying, we're seeking God. But today I really want to just dive deeper in what it truly means to seek God. Because many times we stop at asking, right? We, we, or we just settle in of just giving God praise, right? Like the outer courts of the temple. But the Lord now has given us access, like the veil has been torn. And so we can have intimacy with the Lord and we can actually seek the depths of his heart. And you know, true prayer and intercession is really tapping into the heart of God. So I just wanna take time today to talk about that, you know, like, and really provoke you to ask yourself, am I seeking God on a daily basis? But I've personally been just feeling led by the Lord to ask God, for just a a deeper revelation of what it means to fear God. Because to be quite honest, um, in the previous months, I've always just prayed like, God, give me an increase of the fear of the Lord. You know, just praying these things, which is great. I'm asking God, but I stop there. I just asked the Lord to give me a greater measure of the fear of the Lord, but I didn't take time to actually seek him out. And the verse that I want to just start off with sharing is Matthew 7, 7 where it says, God says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. So like I said, many times we stop at asking. Like we ask God, you know, to give us a revelation of this, to help us to have a tender heart. But then we stop there, but God is actually inviting us in now. Okay, will you come in and now seek me for that? Because the moment that we ask God, like let's say in my case, I ask the Lord, I want to, a greater revelation of the fear of the Lord. The moment I ask him that, now he will grant me, right, with his spirit, the ability to be able to find the fear of the Lord. And I love the last part of this verse. It says, seek and you will find. That's the second part. Then it says, knock, and the door will be open to you. And so it's like the moment God gives us that revelation and, and shows us right, the thing that, we're, that we're, we've been asking for, in this case for me, it would be the fear of the Lord. That's the time for us now to grab it right, to take hold of it as our own. Because now he's, we've sought it out, we found the treasure, and now we get to take it upon ourselves. So I wanna share also in Proverbs 2, three to five. It says, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And so I love this because this is like a breakdown. And literally when I was seeking God, like the Holy Spirit led me here because I asked him, I'm like, Lord, I want to know more. And so he was taking me deeper and deeper. But this is a verse that I want to share with you all because the first thing it says is, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding. So that's asking, right? We're crying out loud. We're calling out for insight. The next step, right? Verse four, then it says, and if you look for it for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, And so God has given us, you know, the privilege, the ability to search things out, to seek him, to seek for the things that we're asking. 
And so, yes, we have to ask God, but we also want to make sure that we take time to seek for the very thing that we're asking. And, you know, Proverbs 25, 2, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. And, you know, in, in Revelation, it says that we God has made us kings and priests unto God. And so as kings and, you know, queens in this case, or females, like, we have the opportunity and the privilege, right? It's our glory to seek for the things that God has concealed. And so going back again to Proverbs 2, 3 to 5, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And so that understanding will be will come upon us. And the moment we get that understanding, we can take that upon us, right? We can now knock on that door and say, Lord, I want that. I want to walk this out. Holy Spirit, help me renew my mind. And, and the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit now to guide us into all truth. I've been reading this book called Foundational um, Principles, and it's been so good because I love what he says, the author of that book. He talks about how now we're not under the law. You know, we, we don't need necessarily to, to read and follow the law because in the old, I mean, scripture says in Romans that like the law only reveals our sin, our incapability to fulfill it. But now God has given us his spirit and the Holy Spirit will guide us to live out the truth. Like Jesus says, I have come, right? Like he has brought the fulfillment of the, of the scriptures, of the law. He's brought it to fulfillment. And so in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit and we can walk this out. We can search for the things that are unsearchable. You know, because the, the things that God has, like the fear of the Lord, these beautiful principles and who Jesus is, he's treasure. And like any treasure, treasure was meant to be sought out, right? Like that's why it's called treasure. And in this case, it's saying that too, search for it, ask for hidden treasure. So I wanna encourage you guys, like as you take time, you know, in the secret place, spending time with the Lord, don't just settle for asking God. Or when you read a verse, oh, that's great, God, like seek it out, ask the Holy Spirit, like, Lord, like give me greater revelation. Right, take me deeper, help me to have understanding, understanding of your word. You know, I love in Psalm 119, David writes like, give me understanding that I may obey your precepts. That may we obey it, that we may take it upon us and obey it. And so let us call out and then look for the thing that we're asking God, right? Like many times we don't receive, you know, revelation because we've stopped at just like settling for reading this verse and praying, but take time, take time. You know, I, the Lord recently, I was um, talking to God and I was in prayer and it felt like the spirit was leading me to this prayer, but I was telling the Lord, like, I wanna be your friend. And the Lord told me, my friends talk to me. And it just brought such conviction because it's, I can easily fall into the trap of being so busy. You know, I'm driving here and there and thinking about my baby, what I have to do, work, business, ministry. But it's like, well, we just take time because like when we call someone a friend, that means we talk with them. We spend time with them. So the Lord wants us to spend time with him, right? In the secret place and, you know, times alone in your home and in a quiet place. But even when you're driving or when you're walking, like when you're cooking, when you're going and walking to school, when you have a quick lunch break, like spend that time with the Lord here. You know, we have the Holy Spirit now who speaks to us. John 14, 26, Jesus says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And I love this verse because it says two things. The Holy Spirit will, number one, he will teach you all things. And number two, he will remind you of everything I have said. And so it's amazing. We actually have the Holy Spirit who can teach us. 
Now, the Holy Spirit is going to teach you on the Word, and it's important that we still read the Bible, right? And if you're getting something that's off the Bible, it's not the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is Jesus, and Jesus is the Word, and the Word is God, like they're all one. But God has given us the Holy Spirit to teach us His heart, to show us things. I love praying John 16, 13, but the Spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. He does not speak on His own, but only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. So the Holy Spirit will also tell us what the Father is speaking. He will guide us into all truth because He is the Spirit of truth. Many times, you know, nowadays, a lot of people are, are looking into other spirits, you know, spiritualism and all these other things. But we have to understand that there's only one Spirit of truth. There's only one truth. There's only one standard of truth. And that is Jesus Christ. That is the Holy Spirit. That is the Bible, right? So if there's one thing that we need to look for insight, it's the Lord. It's the Lord and when you follow God, you will experience joy. You will experience fulfillment. It doesn't mean that we won't go through trials, but you'll realize like, wow, even in the midst of trials, I feel happy. You know, I just finished doing um, an embracing singleness group that we had these past four weeks. And it's beautiful because I got to see these women who are struggling in fear. You know, a lot of them were getting off of, you know, breakups and they've been in long relationships with someone, you know, or like past divorces and hurts and pains, betrayal. But it's beautiful to see that yet, you know, despite all they've experienced, they're still able to embrace singleness, to have joy. Like that's the Lord and only the Lord can do that. We can try to run to other things of this world, you know, success, um, you know, just anything, whatever it looks like career wise or just binging on TV. Like, yeah, it'll temporarily like give you pleasure. But after that, you're going to feel the same or even worse, right? Only Jesus satisfies. That's what he says that He is the living bread, right? He gives us water that will never leave us thirsty. In John 6, 35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never grow hungry or never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the promise that we have, that Jesus satisfies now on this earth and for eternity. Eternity is gonna come like, you know, and this is, I've said this many times in our, you know, recordings, but it's just so important that we also fix our eyes on eternity. Life is so much more than what we see, what we feel. Eternity is coming and it's so real and it brings such a fear of the Lord. I want to encourage you to read Revelation, to meditate on the things to come, right? Scriptures even say in the Bible, let's fix our eyes on things that is not seen. For things that are seen are temporal, but things that are unseen are eternal. It's eternal. We need to fix our eyes and not be distracted. I feel like a lot of us, especially millennials and Gen Z, because we're always on social media, we're always on you know, tech. We need to take time to focus on what's really important, to examine our own hearts. Are we tolerating anything that is of this world? Because even Jesus, he commands us to not love anything that is in this world. Right? We, he says, if we love the world, we become enemies of God. And so it's so important that we separate ourselves from the world. Jesus says in 1 John 2, 15-17, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father but from the world. And we know that the world is, you know, the spirit of the air, the spirit of this world is Satan. It's demonic. It's, it's not good. And so the world and its desires will pass away but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And so when I say these things about the world, 
Lust, for example. You know, women, we have to be careful what we dress because when I see someone wearing crop tops or showing cleavage, that only shows me and the Lord that you love more what the world is asking for. You're following the spirit of lust versus what the Lord is, which is purity. You know, I'm just using this as one example because I know I, I see this so much and I understand fashion is out there. But again, like we have to be careful that we're not loving the things of this world, right? Like, are we pursuing, are we, are we more willing to listen to our ambition versus the voice of God? What if God is asking you to let go of something, even though that thing may bring you a lot of money? And I'm not saying that God is against money, but like, again, who is Lord over life? Who do you love? Because if you love Jesus, you're, you would be willing to submit. And the thing is, as we love Jesus, we become closer. He, like he invites us in closer. We get to know more of his heart. So always, as we talk about seeking God, this all goes together, right? Like let's focus on his greatest commandment for us, which is to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. As we love God and focus loving on him, we'll be sensitive to his heart, right? We're gonna know what hurts him. And that's what God is inviting us in. So I'm gonna read some verses to you all here. But in Matthew 13, 44, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. And so it shows you that like, man, he saw value in the things of God, the thing that, you know, the kingdom of God. But I love how it says the kingdom of God is like treasure hidden in a field. It's treasure, we have to go seek it out. But when you seek it out, you'll find the value. You'll see that God is everything. Like the Lord has already shown his glory. But for us to taste and see his goodness, we're gonna have to seek him out and we're gonna have to obey, right? That we also can't say that we're seeking God but not willing to obey. I wanna share this verse here, Proverbs 8, 17. Um, God says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. But when it says the word seek me diligently, what that means is again, going back to what I said in the beginning, it's not just about, oh, like I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying. But seeking God means that you're willing to have a heart that says, God, I only want you. I, I, I don't want anything else and I want you. And God promises that when we seek him with such a heart like this, we will find him. And then we will be able to taste and see that he's good and we're not gonna want anything else. It's like the more we obey God and give ourselves to him, we just grow hungrier and hungrier and closer and closer to the Lord. And hence what the verse says, we go from glory to glory. Again, I wanna share a couple more verses here. But Proverbs 15, 14 says, the discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly. So again, seek knowledge, seeking God. And if you have doubts like, oh, but I don't know if I hear God, understand every time you doubt, you're actually eliminating yourself from receiving from God. Because I'm gonna to read to you James 1, five to eight. It says, if any one of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. So even if you messed up, right? God is saying, if you truly ask him, he will generously give you wisdom. And so don't let, you know, shame and condemnation stop you from even trying to ask God, that's the enemy. Because right here, God says, he gives generously to all without finding fault and it, it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Many times we ask God for things, you know, maybe we're praying about a relationship or praying about which career to do, but then we doubt what God says. And then immediately our fears are, is what motivates us. And the enemy will use fear to cloud our mind. And so it's so important when we ask God, we need to believe what he says and not doubt. If you get it wrong, you get it wrong. But at this, you know, if you keep operating with fear, you're never gonna actually hear the Lord. You're gonna start operating from what you feel. 
But God makes it clear in Proverbs 3, right? Five to six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We cannot and we need to stop leaning on our understanding. Just because what's in front of us may not look good doesn't mean that it's not good. You know, it doesn't mean that there's no hope for our situations or vice versa. You know, like if something's going well, but then like God is giving you this feeling and giving you signs to go elsewhere, follow the Lord's leading. So back to verse six, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind, right? Like we're just shaky. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. And so we have to remember when God says something, like I always encourage people, write it down so that when doubt comes, you can look back and say, but this is what God said and renew your mind with God's word and the things that he's speaking to you. And so I pray that you all have been blessed by this message. And I pray that this would only encourage you to go and seek God, right? Don't, don't settle for just like surface level things of praising God and reading the Bible, but not like going deeper, not inviting the Holy Spirit in. Invite the Holy Spirit in. Just as we read in John 14, He will teach you all things and He will give you what you ask for. And then you get to walk it out and, and be like more like Jesus. So I wanna pray for you all. God, I thank you so much for every single person listening. Lord, you always answer us, God. You answer the hungry. So I just pray for an increase of hunger in every single person listening, that they would hunger more for you, God, and not the things of this world. Help us to fix our eyes on you, Jesus, because you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all, Jesus. You are so worthy of our affection, of our attention. And I thank you, God, that we will get to see you face to face one day and see eternity come to pass. I pray for those who may be in a place where they're struggling with letting go of certain things. I feel like some of you are. Just pray, God, that you would give them the courage to just cut it off. Cut it off and trust you, Lord. Sometimes, you know, God prunes us, things that are good, but then it also says in John 15, he cuts things out that are not good. And so we need to make sure that if God is trying to cut something off, we let him cut it off because we cannot grow. It's like a plant, it can't grow if there's still this toxic part of the, of the root. We gotta cut it off. So Lord, I just pray right now, God, that you would give them the grace to cut off anything that is toxic in their lives. Fill them, Lord, with your spirit. Give them an increase of sensitivity to your heart, God. Open up their eyes and ears to see you and to hear you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you all have been blessed by this. And if you have, please prayfully consider giving. You know, I, I, I press this so much every week. We cannot do this without you. There's a cost to everything we do, to produce the content that we do, to create resources, online Bible studies, the podcast, the videos. And like I mentioned before, you know, we really are going hardcore. Later this year, we're wanting to start developing study guidebooks for you all to study the Word. Because I love the Word of God, and I know, I'm sure many of you all listening love the Word of God too. And so, you know, help us. Will you, would you be willing to help us to continue to help thousands of people worldwide find God for real in everyday life? Even if you can only give one time, $10, whatever it is, that matters. That is literally sowing seed to someone's life. So you can give at livingrevelations.com donations. And lastly, if you have any prayer requests or any testimonies you want to share, please email us at info at livingrevelations.com. And if you're interested in also learning more about God and, you know, being able to be a disciple to lead others, you know, and helping others know the word of God, you're also welcome to join our online Bible studies. The link is right here below. So God bless you and I'll talk to you all next time.
Hi, my name is Taylor. My name is Clara. Hi, I'm Kathy. Well, my name is Iridia. My relations have so a seat in my life by just being a community. By first bringing a community that's kind of just all over the world, getting to be surrounded by such a community with like people who have such a fire for the Lord. The Lord really put me into a place of faith and showing me what it really means to serve Him. I have been so blessed to get so close to a couple of the girls that are in the community. I grew up in the church, but I wasn't really living my life the way I am now for the Lord. I'm just so thankful that we're all able to pray together, worship together, read the word together, study together. Living Revelation has also helped me to zone in to the calling that God has over my life. I'm very much planted and I'm, I feel God really just um, bringing me to different uh, levels in my life. I hope that you can all also feel like the same kind of um, blessing and help through a Living Revelations or even through Gabby. So. Thank you so much. We have seen the greatest transformation in the girls we disciple through our online Bible studies. Our online Bible study is a place where we dive deep into the Word, learn how to grow our relationship with God, and build community. We have had over 140 girls from over nine countries be a part of our online Bible studies. Our podcasts have had over 16,000 downloads. Our social media posts are reaching 120,000 people weekly. Our blogs, too, have reached around 17,000 people, hitting almost every continent in the world. We are looking to raise $30,000 this coming year to produce study guides to help others study the Bible to build a team to produce more media, and to expand our online Bible studies and conferences. Our goal is to transform lives to love Jesus. You can give and partner with us today at livingrevelations.com slash donations. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.